0: Listening live from 5th Third Arena here in downtown Chicago, Illinois, one block south of the United Center. It's the second City Hockey Podcast live remote. We're doing this 1950 style one microphone, one table, and three knuckleheads. It's Brad, it's Brandon, it's Dave Melton.
1: Gentlemen, the first time in person we've ever done this. Yeah, I know. What could possibly go wrong? So many,
0: <laughs> so many things. So many things. It's a good thing
1: there's a post editing for this because if this was live, we'd be in trouble.
0: Oh, no! I was, no, again, we clearly listen our listening live. I'm uh, I'm a little nervous. I'll be honest. So we've kind of exiled ourselves to one of the party rooms near the end of the ice arena, which is fine. Because I don't think there's any little kids' birthday parties happening, but I'm convinced that about five minutes into this, somebody's going to kick down that door and be like,
1: <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing what, here? Like, the catering Why? people are going to come through here like, What are you doing? Get out of here. But what if they bring to? us lunch? I gotta, I, if, if they bring us food, I'm in.
2: Give me some pizza.
1: <laughs> 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 Cookies, Brandon. Cookies. Cookies. I'll, I'll just tell Heart. them we're like the Chicago sports star daily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Exactly. <laughs> you guys never heard
0: of this? Good god. All right, time to move on. Um so we just watched the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks prospect camp scrimmage uh, mm-hmm. here on Friday started at 9:30 this morning. It was let's see, it was three periods of hockey. Well, no, so they had it was two 12-minute sessions of 5 on 5 followed by two 5-minute sessions on of 3 on 3. And then the third period was at 15 it was minutes full 15 strength
1: 4 on 4 I thought.
0: Oh, that's right, 15 at 4 on 4 and then another 5 minute uh, 3 on 3 followed by a they did shoot A just, very anticlimactic shootout. Yeah. Um, Dave Melton, what are your thoughts on your uh, very first uh, prospect camp experience? What uh, what did you see? What did you feel? What did you learn? What did you live? Did you laugh? Did you love? <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> Just yes. It's all of all all those things. No, I, I think uh, Brandon and I were talking about this. I think when you know, we mentioned earlier in the week we wanted to see the big names look like it, and I think we saw that with a lot of them. Uh, Kirby Dock looked very good. Mm. He, at various times he, he looked clearly like a top ten pick. Uh, Adam Boquist looked very good on offense. Uh, Ian Mitchell made some really nice plays on the defensive side. Alex Nylander.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: we'll get into that later. Um, I mean, I think we saw everything from Doc. You saw a bunch of great plays on offense. You saw you saw the vision. You saw the hands. You saw the playmaking ability. You saw him skate about a hundred feet to catch Michael Teppeli on a breakaway, lift a stick, and t- totally deny a scoring chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Bokas just made some just some phenomenal things. He's gonna be line. so good. He's really fun. But he also he also had like one or two. Turnovers, like there's actually Nylander picked his pocket behind the net, yeah. got to Mitchell, Mitchell passed it to From From scored. So you know, but that's where you boquis if he makes if he makes those mistakes it's okay as long as he does really cool stuff on the offensive side of the ice. So um but yeah, yeah. Bocus, Mitchell and Doc, all very encouraging. You saw what you expected to see. Um, Nylander just eh I don't know. He just there's not there was like one or two plays he did that were interesting, but for a guy that's Played in the NHL mm-hmm. I mean, He has played Not not a, only like 10 games But but he's played In the NHL He's on the These D- are, He's <laughs> on the Dylan Sakura plan Yeah Oh god <laughs> so Chris, Who is not here By the way do, Yeah He's not even here And you're doing this How
0: is Alex Nylander Here and Dylan Sakura but Not anyway, here
1: But anyway But Nylander you, like, You'd expect Nylander To just be a man Amongst boys out here And he wasn't So that's a little Disappointing But uh, but yeah well, I, don't know, I'm, I don't know If Brandon agrees With me not But <laughs> go ahead No
2: yeah I agree um, With Nylander he was there, and you could see him playing, but he didn't jump out, and he wasn't noticeable like the doc, the Boquist, the the Bodans right, right. that we had. So um, that's what you would want to see, but it just wasn't there. And throughout the week, he was noticeable in drills, and he looked that next step mm-hmm. above everyone else. Uh, so that was discouraging on that end. Yeah. But then when you see the other guys who stepped up, mm-hmm. that was the encouraging part with Philip Kurashev and Brandon Hagel. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, was there any like I, I was trying to think of specific plays that I remember that were really interesting. I mean, Boak was had like a handful of yeah. dangles that set up a chance. He had one. It was right in front of me, and, and the, we'll have a video online at Second City Hockey at some point because he he walked like two guys and and just blasted the yeah sorry <laughs> so no where you use all your shoutouts for this entire month in the last podcast. Oh come we're on, we're not saying shout-out anymore. Come on, not, yeah. But anyway, but I, Boak was like walked two people, ripped one off the pipe. Um, Doc had the. The back check that was really impressive in a couple offensive zone plays. The Ian Mitchell play that I, I was raving to you guys about earlier was he had the puck in the corner. There were, like, two guys around him, and he just made this perfect little six-foot pass to Doc, who was waiting, like, kind of right in front of the net. So kind of a dangerous area, but he put it right on Doc's tape, completely relieved the play, and they went the other way. Like, it's those little, like, six-foot passes that make defensemen really good. Mm-hmm. So seeing him do that, that's a very encouraging sign. So I am i was always a big Ian Mitchell guy initially, and this did nothing to calm that down. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mitchell and and for me, at yeah, Boquist especially as well. Mm. I on the offensive end, God, that kid's got hands. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be so
1: good that offensive defenseman. It's, it's like he's gonna do, he's gonna make some plays that you're gonna like jump out of your seat. He's also gonna do it and turn the puck over and give up a breakaway the other way. But and I think hopefully as time goes on with him, he'll learn when he can get away with moves like that and when he cannot. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that's the hope with him. But yeah, there's there's a lot to like about him.
0: Brandon, this is why we. Appreciate having Brandon in studio here. Um, is in studio is <laughs> Boquist? Yeah, right. Is Boquist? He did not resign. Right, like he'll be in Rockford right this season. Yeah. Ovan? So
2: uh, when Stan Bowman met with the media on Wednesday, he said that they're leaning toward him going pro. So he would either be in the NHL or AHL. AHL seems likely because mm-hmm. I, you know, when you sit back and you think about it, it seems like what the Blackhawks are trying to do is bring these guys up together. Like, have success at the AHL level, dominate, come up together, and hopefully that translates to the Mm -hmm. NHL. And There's chemistry already built in, and yeah, they might be young and a little bit small, Mm -hmm. but they found ways at the AHL level to find success, and then that would translate to the NHL. It was interesting. I
1: did see they had uh, Mitchell and... uh, classic were paired together. I almost said Mark Edward Vlasic. That's the wrong one. Close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still equally as large, but, uh, but yeah, Alex Vlasic and Ian Mitchell were skating together on the line a lot for the Team B, which was, I think, the white jerseys today. Yes. But yeah, they were, so, I mean, I don't know, I'm not going to call that a future pairing, but it's interesting to see them paired up and also on the other team, Boquist and Bowden were paired up. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, again, I don't think we're going to be pairing that line together for the next decade because of what they do in prospect camp, but it was interesting to watch that uh, watch that dynamic out there. And, like, there was one shift where, again, I forget who the fourth guy was, but the other three skaters were Mitchell, Doc, and Nylander, and they had about 45 seconds of zone time. And whoever – it was like um, – it was a lot of the lower draft picks skating for the red team, mm-hmm. and it was like watching Harlem Globetrotters because those guys just weren't going to touch the puck. Yep. It was Yep. It was interesting to watch
0: another um another player I was really interested to see was uh one of the sorella boys um, mm-hmm. in this case it was auntie, who surprisingly enough seemed pretty. I'm going to say pretty driven from the blue line and in. He wasn't really great in transition, I will say mm-hmm. that, um, especially in the neutral zone. But the second they got across the blue line, he was a big catalyst for mm-hmm. uh, Team A, the red team, now, whatever.
1: Now, Antti Sorella is the one that they drafted, drafted. and Alexi Sorella is the one they got in the trade that lit up the AHL last year. Correct. Correct. Yes. I was like, you know, I can't get all these names. Though. Correct. Um, and, and apparently the Blackhawks have a thing for Finnish guys named Antti. Yeah, no kidding. Um <laughs> Or just the letter A. I can't general. believe they have surprises. Not a goalie, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's Alexis. Which, by the way, I want to get that out of the right now. And I was talking before the, uh, the 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 scrimmage today. Alexis Gravel is the one who looked really good, and I said last episode that he looked like shit. And who I was thinking of was Walter Peters. Woot Walter Peters. Woot W O O T. Yeah, no.
1: Um. Gravel yeah. looked awesome, yeah. especially. He looked, he looked pretty good today in the he first period. period. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really great. Um, he's huge. Yeah, he's he, it's like a he, guy like, like him. As long as he can like stay in position, he's six seven. Mm-hmm. He's gonna stop a lot of pucks and nimble. Yes, for, uh,
0: uh, and Br- I think the thing with Gravel is six two. By the way, six two.
1: Yeah. yeah, why the- did I think he was six seven? He's six seven on skates. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think the
1: thing with Gravel- everyone looks six seven to me. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. Dominic Bassi is the guy that's 6'6". Yeah, the
0: guy
2: yeah. So the thing with Gravel that I noticed is he stayed back, mm-hmm. and when I saw him in the QMJHL, well, that's a mouthful, yeah. uh, finals. In the queue. In the queue. In the queue. That's, what, that's in what the, Q. the, in, the uh, in the Memorial Cup uh, tournament, he would come out of his net a little bit mm-hmm. and then just rely on his glove hand, which is great, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like today he kind of – Held back a little bit mm. and didn't cut off the angle, okay. kind of situation there. Um, so that was good to see because he's seen things better. It's, it, I know that was my takeaway on on his play.
0: Are you going to shout out Cat Silverman for the play? Yeah, about to say, or what? About to say yeah, your, yeah. That was your window. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there it went. Yeah. Yeah. No, they I, again for the the
1: goaltending prospects that I know. Um,
2: there are only two of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I, no, I was I was checking the rosters for, trying to figure out who the all the other goalies were. Uh, Zachariah Skog, and they always have like some random from AIC. Yeah, they always have some random uh, yeah. goalie invite. But I think isn't this Carlos uh, Delia got fine, right? He got invited yeah. to this camp and he played so well, he got a contract, and now he might yeah, be the number one goalie. So in the year, too.
2: the one invite that's interesting is Devin Cooley, who plays with Mitchell at Denver. Okay, and okay. he should assume the starting spot there. Um, so Mitchell's kind of the. The go-between liaison yeah. mm-hmm. for for that conversation. Even when y- it
1: comes to NHL prospects, it's still who you know. Yep. Yeah. It's like yeah, he, he gets he gets the call because his buddy that was prospecting. Hey, we need a goalie. Do you want to come skate for the Chicago yeah. Blackhawks prospects for a week? Well, and
2: that's also like yeah. they're watching so much of Mitchell yeah. play. Oh yeah, you're well, going to see this yeah. kid play.
1: And, that, and that's that's how a lot of players get discovered. When you're watching player A, and <laughs> oh, player this guy is actually really good too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So of the the players that you saw today, we'll, uh, we'll start with Dave and then work our way around the table here. Who is the player that
1: impressed you the most? Well, I mean, outside of the big three, I think we the big names that we mentioned, I think we knew those guys, those guys were supposed to show up. I think some of the more unheralded guys that were really impressive, one in particular was Brandon Hagel. Because uh, in this, I think it was the second period when they were attacking on our side. Good name. Um, our yeah. side. <laughs> our side. Sorry, on the side I was standing on. But every time I looked up, Hegel either had the puck or was about to steal it from somebody on the uh, on the opposing team. Hegel was all over the place. He had a ton of shots, a ton of chances. Um, so I, I think that's the number one name I noticed out of uh, other guys. And it uh, was very—I forget—he's he's twenty years old, so it's not like he was, you know. A guy that's like 22 or 23 beating up on a bunch of teenagers. He's playing against guys his own age, and he was he was pretty impressive. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest name. Um, I'll, I, that was the biggest one I noticed. I mean, um, it was it was really – like Josiah Slavin had a few moments, I remember. Um, sweet goal in the third. He did have a sweet goal in the third. You are absolutely correct on that. Uh, Cole Moberg had a pretty – the seventh-round pick this year had a pretty good snipe uh, mm-hmm. jumping in from the blue line on a play. Uh, didn't really notice anybody else as I'm, I'm looking down the roster here. I mean, uh, Mackenzie and Twistler, I don't remember anything specific from him. Matthias Fromm had a couple nice, a couple plays where he was in a good position and scored a goal because he got in the right spot and mm-hmm. he had teammates to set him up. So are you just going to um, take all the players?
0: Or exactly. Like Brandon? exactly.
1: <laughs> and the, the last thing I have to say, this was an observation. I think we were talking about this earlier, Brandon, is that it seemed like Kirby Doc lost every faceoff he took today. Mm. Yeah, so that's one one minor cause for concern. Yeah. He's only eight. And on the,
2: on the other end of that, though, Philip Kurishev looked pretty damn good. Okay. So um, it's just like his speed and how he plays off the puck mm-hmm. that's most notable about his play for me. Um, obviously, Great Brandon Hagel offense too. Yeah, Brandon you're Hagel stood keep, out. You're
1: just gonna keep hyping the Brandons. <laughs>
2: Hey, if he played for the Brandon Wheat Kings, that'd be, like, way <laughs> too much going on there. Um, and then Kyle Olson was the, the forward invite. Um, he was drafted by the Ducks a couple years ago, and the same thing with Hagel, where his draft rights expired and the Ducks decided not to sign him. So that could be a candidate to sign a deal um, before the season gets started, and he plays for the Tri-City Americans. So he's the... He'll be the captain there. Americans. Americans, Americans, and not then the, uh, the Rodgers, yeah, the Alex Flastic is a freaking unit. That he's guy so is big. so tall. He's so tall, and despite his size, he's able to move his feet. Yeah, he, he, which is something that like when you see a guy that big, you're like, uh, like maybe a little bit slow, but. Mm. Yeah, his he, stride just seems so
1: effortless. Yeah, and he's, it's not, like, it's not a lazy thing. Like, he doesn't, like, just try and use his height and his reach to just, like, mm-hmm. you know, stick-check the puck away. He's that bumbling He moves his zone. He moves his feet into position. So, yeah. yeah he, he ran was,
0: down Josiah Slavin for a couple pucks in the mm-hmm. third as well, um, deep in their own zone, too. That was really good to see. Uh, my guy was um, was Josh S., actually. Okay. Um, off the left side defense for the white team. Um Initially, I don't know if it was just, you know, trying to figure out the squad he was with or whatever it was. He was, I'm not going to say underwhelming, but, you know, didn't really stand out in the first. Um, But later on in the game, you saw him absolutely open up his play, especially at the blue line. And I believe he was responsible for, I want to say, at least two or three goals that the white team had produced in the later um, periods of this game, or of the scrimmage. Um, Again, just from starting the offense at the blue line. And again, for players that were hyping up like Ian Mitchell, like Adam Boquist, that are going to be that anyways, or you know maybe guys that actually produce the offense themselves? Um, to see kind of a no-name guy uh, come out of the out of the woodwork and, and have a decent camp like this. Um, big ups to uh, to Josh S on that the Wisconsin Badger project, um, which of course then segues us to the the dude that we thought was the least impressive, uh, or the one that uh, that D- was disappointing. maybe a bit disappointed. Yeah, we're not, we're all about positive spin here.
1: Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, I really thought Nylander was going to do him up! I thought he was going to do a <laughs> bunch of cool things. It seemed like there were two or three times where he was going to try and do some, like... uh, it, Like, it reminded me of... If, if, like, if you've ever watched... There's some Hawks games where Kane gets really frustrated because things aren't working his way, and then he tries to do some, like, incredible dangles, and they don't work, and he gets pissed off. That's how Nylander looked today. Yep. It was really weird. Like, it just... It seemed like he was just, like, trying to do highlight reel stuff, and um like there was a few board battles that he didn't like look particularly interested in winning and <laughs> things of that nature so i don't know I, 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 there there was i can see where the concerns from him mm-hmm. or, or why people had concerns about him now mm-hmm. it makes sense um yeah i'm not going to write the guy off at prospect camp cuz he's sometimes guys that that have the amount of skill that he has need to play with players with a similar skill level mm. to bring it out of him. So maybe you put him on line with Kane or DeBrinket or Taves or whoever, and then you see the full Nylander, the idealized version of Alex Nylander. But um, we'll he plays, see. he know. plays up to his competition. Exactly. Himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then if he's playing down, it's like, now oh, what, what? 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 am I doing here? Why? Why am I wasting my time? But absolutely. Yeah. So I guess that, that's the one thing. And I, I. I I'd had that observation and uh, Ben Pope for the, from the Sun-Times tweeted my thoughts exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was very... I was like, okay, so so it's not just me. So other people were thinking this too. So that made me made me feel a little bit better about myself because I didn't think I was the only one.
0: Gotcha. Brandon?
2: Uh, most disappointing was probably because my expectation levels were high. Um, aside from it would be Reese Johnson.
1: God
0: damn it! You it was just my- the the <laughs> first
2: period he looked great. And then just kind of Tapered off in the scrimmage. Um, mm. That was probably a product of his playing time yep. throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I saw in his brief stint in Rockford last season to today, it hasn't like gone up considerably. But it's not like flatline. Like there's a a little peak in what I've seen.
0: Oh, I'd argue we almost took a step back. Or at least what it looked like.
2: Yeah, but I think that's also like a product of who he was playing with. Mm. So. Because um, in Rockford, Reese Johnson and Luke Johnson and Brandon Hagel played really well together. Mm-hmm. And then when the Johnsons were separated, looked a little different. So it'll be interesting once the season gets started to see how Reese Johnson commands a line as a center.
0: It's never good to separate your Johnsons. Never a good idea. Damn it, Brad. <laughs> and it's funny. And good night. And it's, and it's funny because <laughs> Reese Johnson today paired with... Brandon Hagel, who had himself a day. Yeah. I think he was. So it's maybe
2: that his offensive game mm. didn't come out as much, mm-hmm. but he was able to set up.
0: Yeah, Hagel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he. Uh, speaking of Hagel, I think he won like the MVP or whatever it was. They had a little trophy sell. Uh, oh, really? Presentation out there. I don't know what the heck. Yeah, that. Was uh, yeah,
1: I, I was. I was encouraged by him, and so I, that'll be. I mean. He had 102 points last season. I know it's in the juniors where people can score, but, you know, 100 points is 100 points. That's right, a good yeah, deal. absolutely.
0: Um, I guess, so if I'm going to nitpick here, actually, and another guy that I thought looked pretty darn good was Josiah Slavin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing him here as, a, as opposed to in the USHL, this was very refreshing. Um, I guess a guy that I kind of expected to see a little bit more of who would have been on par with Slavin was Hecker Reinen. Um Right. And it wasn't like he was disappointing because I wasn't expecting a whole lot from him, but I guess maybe that was where I thought, hey, maybe maybe I'm going to see kinda what everybody was talking about with Hecarinen and it just never really came to fruition. So yeah. but again, that could be just me. Yeah. I think
2: the the downside is you don't have Nicholas again. you don't have tim soderlin playing Mm -hmm. Um, tim wasn't able to come because of visa issues Um, notergan was injured so he did off ice activities same with evan barrett Um, and with barrett it's fine you can flip on btn you can see a game with him playing for penn state right with notergan it's like well i got to get up at the ass crack of dawn and (laughs) find some stream for some liga game to see him play Um, and then like the two russian prospects um, Kumyov and Double A, I'll mm-hmm. call him because I don't want to take a risk at <laughs> yep. mispronouncing oh. Oh, that. Oh, and Isimov? No, I know, I know. So, not seeing those two guys um, is disappointing, but that's with their KHL contracts. They can't come over, yeah. so you can't do anything about that. And, yeah, I think the, the guys that we wanted to see things from, we did mm-hmm. more often than not. So, that's encouraging.
1: Chad Chris yeah. looked really good, too. Uh, on
0: yeah, that line with you know, that's another I thing, thing
1: I was going to mention. Uh, there was some, there was some uh, noticeable, like, it looks like a, a some offensive play was developing, mm-hmm. and then Chad Chris's stick was there to break it up. Yep. There was two or three times where he was noticeable on the defensive side of the ice, which is good. Because I think, he, is he is he more of a defensive-minded guy, or is he another puck-moving? He's kind of very pinch-pointy.
2: Yeah, like in oh, the pinch, middle.
0: Very pinch-pointy. Pinch-pointy. Good, good yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so he, he definitely has speed
0: Command the blue line yeah. And, yeah. and can skate yeah. um, Smaller dude
2: Yeah but it's It's one of those things Where you want to pair him With, with the more Defensively minded mm-hmm. guy So I, I feel like him And Lucas Carlson Would be a good pairing okay. they, paired with, they, yeah, uh, they paired him with Yeah they paired him
0: With And Rychek actually signed A Rockford contract Last night yeah. So uh, One um, of
2: the uh, The three right handers That's on an AHL deal And then yes. Boquist Is the only one On an NHL yeah. deal there
1: Right So oh. It's just—it's so much different coming to these prospect camps. Like, this is the first time i would ever actually come to this. Mm -hmm. But I—like, this has been a thing forever. So I remember, like, reading about this, like, earlier this decade when it was, like, Jeremy Morin and, like, Brandon Peary. Ben Smith! Hey, hey. (laughs) <laughs> no. Black ben, ben Smith was already on the Blackhawks because he was becoming an overtime legend at that time. Oh, that's right. But the point being, like, there were not they didn't have a lot of high draft picks because they were winning all the time. And now that they've had two or three years, they've had three years without making the playoffs, or excuse me, two years without making the playoffs, three years without winning a playoff game, now, like, there, there's some prospects, like, there's, like, there's reasons to come watch these guys now, you know? There's yeah. a lot bigger names than there used to be. There weren't any, you know, they've had some prospects in the system before, but... Mm-hmm. It would be like one or two guys at a time. Yeah. But now you got like Boquist and Doc and Mitchell, like all these players that like you're hoping something happens with this group and it's it's a lot it's a lot more exciting to to watch this cuz yeah. instead of just, you know, being here in 2014 and watching Table Skate circles around. Yeah, right. One. And there was a full crowd here too. Yeah. I mean, there'd well, people with uh I mean, the the, the Blackhawks right now are as popular as they've probably ever been. So yep. they
2: could they could do and it's a nice Friday morning kind yeah. of situation. Blow off yeah. work a little bit. Yeah. So
1: it's
0: it 100 degrees outside. I don't want to go a day outside. It's to be in here. Yeah. Can I,
1: I just want to stay inside the ice rink all day. Yeah. This and, Yeah. I, I wasn't – It was like I was like waking up and driving up here and like sitting inside. and like, yeah. I don't want to do that. But I'm like, you know, if I got to be inside, at least there's a building with a giant ice cube in the middle of it to keep That's it cool. Right. Two of them, actually. I, I don't want to go outside. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys know. Adam Clemdenning skating on the other side. Yeah. I, okay. Like, we're going to bring he's, that up. He's I walked over there. There is a guy skating, and he's wearing his full Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets, gear Jackets and number gear. six on the back of his helmet. I am like, well, you can't buy that at the store, so that must be Adam Clendenning. Like, I, I, don't, I <laughs> <NHL.com>. Yeah, <laughs> but this but yeah, you
0: by. Yeah, uh,
1: pro stop hockey. Yeah, right. Jeez. I think
2: the only other takeaway I have is all of these guys are the future for the Blackhawks, right? Yeah. So hopefully,
1: hopefully, yeah. So or, or, or future trade pieces.
2: <clears throat> so now it's really important that. Derek King, Anders Sorensen, Mark Eaton are able to develop these guys in the AHL because they're going to be the guys in the AHL. Mm -hmm. So molding that future—it's a big task, and you got a lot of responsibility now if you're Derek King.
0: It's funny you say that too because I noticed he King was more vocal today than I ever saw him last season. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with Chad Chris. And I don't know if that's just because that's the experience that that King had with, with his team yeah. later in the season, because um, I don't think Rycheck played any games last year, but ultimately, yeah, no, to see him being a little more vocal was awesome. I didn't see any Jeremy uh, Colladin sightings here, but I think he's on vacation. He was up top. Oh, he?
1: he's, he's over in the... I saw Stan Bowman up there, yeah. but it was, it was interesting when we were on this side... Like there's like the the front office area which is on the side where I don't think they were letting so, end, like and so go. But yeah. I walked in and I was texting you guys when I got in here and I'm like, oh, John McDonough is McDum sitting is in front sitting of me. With like the people, Barry right. Smith walked by me 15 times. God, I wanted to play.
0: Uh, <laughs> Every time Bradley, so so face. much. Jesus. I'm still in his building, Hold on. Let me check out the windows. He's still here.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's still here <laughs> yeah. somewhere.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, but I'm and like Burrish and Pat Bowden were up here. Or Chris Bowden, Pat Bowden, Pat, Boden. Pat Bowden, Pat uh, Bowden. They were up here doing their uh, like in between bits for the Blackhawks website. Like it's Chris, and they were oh, just, no Chris Bowden. That's right, Chris Bowden. Yeah, I'm geez. thinking of Pat Doyle. Pat, yeah, there you go. I get I get those guys confused all the time. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Big ups to
0: the Hard Talk Podcast. But anyway, but anyway, it was
1: weird. Like they were just like sitting just out among the people. It was very mm-hmm. interesting
0: to like paint the picture for those of you who aren't familiar with the, the layout. Only one half of the the Hyundai rink at 5th, 3rd has, like, designated seating, and there's, you know, yeah. media, the whole thing. Um, and there's maybe, what, you say about eight rows of bleachers? Something like that. Stretching the entire length of the ice, filled yeah. to the brim, and, uh, some, like, plenty of standing room only space on top, which was very well occupied as well, um... And then on the other side where the team benches are, and then there's another Blackhawks locker room that's exactly – I actually got to go in there last year for CPHL. It's an exact replica of the locker room they have at the United Center. Oh, yeah. Down to the key cards, which is Ooh, ridiculous. Fancy. Uh, but above that in the corner, there's this tiny little the, – there's the C-suite up in the corner, and, like, all the lights are off in the box, and there's just, like, eight suits sitting along the railing, and, yeah, Bowman was one yeah, of them. yeah. Saw Barry Smith. Was it who uh, I can't think of his name? Mark um, Eaton, scouting guy. Mark Eaton. Yep. Um, or Mark Kelly. No, I think uh, I think isn't Kelly the director of scouting? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, but anyway,
1: like the whole like organization was here. obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This, is, you know, this is a big deal because this what the way the, the way the Blackhawks are right now. Like this is a pretty important. This is a very important thing for them. Like if they're going to get back to winning. Some of the guys that are on the ice today have to be good have to be mm-hmm. NHL players absolutely gentlemen we got uh, coming up here pretty soon
0: I think there's a dif- you're gonna break it down uh, um, there's, there's position just, by position we have,
1: have a lot of content just from everything we saw today we've got I've got like 86,000 videos to go through on my phone 80, <laughs> are, we saw? are you sure it's not 83,000 83, yeah of course
0: 83,069 uh, yeah <laughs>
1: I'm leaving, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's just there's there's gonna be stuff. We're gonna break. We're gonna have uh, position group breakdowns, uh, kind of just talking through what we saw today. And just give people that weren't there. There's we got a ton of videos. We can show you what happened, um, and you can judge for yourself what these players look like. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, I, mean, I know. I think Brandon was at the opposite end of the rink of me. So we have like videos from each side. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So it'll be positional breakdowns, and we'll start with defensemen, go to forwards, and then go to goalies mm-hmm. uh, and that'll kind of wrap up the prospect coverage for a little bit and we'll take a break and uh, people can enjoy the convention next weekend. And, right. and after that, we'll start our top 25 under 25 voting yeah. uh, and we're trying to figure out a way so we can have community voting on that. So you uh, listeners and readers of second city hockey can compare your rankings to uh, staff members, rankings mm-hmm. and, See what the difference is, and kind of compare and contrast there. So,
1: and we were talking earlier, like it's going to be so much different. In the last few years, has been so much different ranking these because in the past we had like we said Tyler Mott was number six once. Yeah, yeah, Tyler Mott. So now we've got like you know now the number six guy could be a top ten pick.
0: So <laughs> it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun uh, again. On uh, on site here, Fifth Third Arena, following Blackhawks prospect camp, the scrimmage on Friday. Alive. You are listening live <laughs> from the Chicago Blackhawks community ice rink. Um, again, thank you everybody for listening. Second City uh, SecondCityHockey number at Second City Hockey number two ND City Hockey. Uh, Dave Melton, Brandon Kane, Brad Repplinger, uh, assorted uh, goodies. Across the website here mm-hmm. for the uh, the next couple of days following Prospect Camp and all that. And uh, until next time.
1: And we didn't get kicked out. And we didn't get kicked out by the caterers. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Maybe next week? No, yeah. two weeks from now. Yeah, We'll be around. We'll. It's s- summer. We'll, we'll, we'll drop in when we've got things to say. We'll drop in soon. Thank you for listening.